welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Lyra. And I'm Galena. Welcome to the darkness. I didn't really say cast so much as I said podcasts, so. Welcome to the podcast. We've started a new genre. It's a podcast about Castiel. Yes. <laughs> oh, is there I anything would... better than Castiel from Supernatural? I would listen to that. Right? I would just listen to him talk in that super low voice. I think Misha Collins would host that. Yes. <laughs> He's very fond of yes. his character. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Which Lyra's actually met Misha Collins. He was very nice. He was a lovely man. It's much taller than you think. <laughs> <laughs> you told him all about Doctor Who. Yeah, we, we think uh, Nettle and I, maybe, who introduced him to Doctor Who. We don't... I don't know if that's true at all, but... We, he talked to us about Doctor Who before he was into Doctor Who. Now he's really into Doctor Who. So, <laughs> so they may have caused it. We've talked about Misha Collins a lot on this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've never talked about Misha Collins Have before. we never talked about Misha? No. I don't think that's true. I believe that's true. I think we've probably talked about Misha Collins at least once before. I don't know that we have, but he's getting his due now. There we go. So, what did you do today, Lyra? I went to work. What did you do today? <laughs> I repotted my plant because it looked like it was dying. He's doing lovely now. It, I hope so. <laughs> I guess we should give him some time. <laughs> I put him, his name is Herb. I don't know if I've talked about him or not, or not before. I'll put a picture of him up on the Instagram. He is a 10-year-old mixed plant, potted plant I got as a gift forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um... And he's been in that same planter for literally 10 years. We're all impressed he's lasted this long. I know. But he's really, like, healthy looking. Yeah. Like, I say that he looks like he's dying. He's not. He just kind of, he just looks really crowded in his old planter. So I put him, he went from, like, I don't know, like an 8-inch planter to, like, a 13-inch planter. So he's got plenty of room to expand. Plenty of room for those roots to grow because it was ridiculous. I picked it up after after you guys left and like none of it like crumbled or separated it's like when you get those little tiny like petunias mm-hmm. from a greenhouse and you pick them up and they're just completely it's contained just completely like root yeah bomb. that's how yeah. it was wow yeah so and from that i have two plants that i broke off by accident uh one of the palm fronds and some of the philodendrons so i'm hoping that they sprout roots and I've got more plants. We're talking about trying the potato transplanting process if it doesn't, if those little things aren't root nipples. I don't know what they're called. I know. There's like these weird like little nodule thingies. They almost look like pine cones but not at the base of it. And we don't know if those are actually roots or not and I'm hoping they sprout a little. I'm going to give them a couple days and see if they change or get bigger. She calls them nipples because on the philodendron, when you put it in water and the roots are getting ready to sprout, the little, like, nodules look like nipples. They do. (laughs) So I'm really hoping that they sprout. And then we can have some of the palm fronds here because, as far as I can tell, and I've Googled what they are, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, they're the only plant in that planter that is safe around cats. (laughs) So I'm hoping we just kind of propagate it and oh, put it everywhere. It'd be so nice to have it all over the house. I know. We don't have any, like, living houseplants. I know. That made, it, that made it sound like we have a house full of dead houseplants. We don't have any houseplants. I have one succulent over there, which is oh still somehow alive. I'm so impressed. I know. Plants don't do well in this house. They don't. There's a few reasons for that. <laughs> one she of just them looked is down. sitting right at our feet. So Her name is Bast resident garbage demon and plant destroyer. I also, was it the this, tomato plant that she absolutely destroyed? Oh, yeah. But this, this bag she's sitting on, I have no proof that Freya is not actually inside of it because they were doing this earlier. Earlier, she trapped Freya in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, she sat on the outside so Freya didn't know she was trapped. And then she walked off and Freya was walking towards the front of the bag. For reference, it's a huge, like, paper, like, shopping bag. And, um, Bast waited until, like, Freya made the the bag move just right, and she pounced it, 
and Freya ran all the way upstairs. <laughs> to be honest, though, it's payback for that time we got out the uh, the crinkle tunnel. Oh yeah. And Bast finally got in it. It took, it her, took two her days. So long. To trust it enough to walk inside of it. And the moment she got in it, Freya pounced her. And let's just say the crinkle tunnel is no more because neither one of them will go near it because they're terrified the other will get them. <laughs> but, yes. We repotted the plant. I apologize. I didn't mean to stop like that. Another cat walked through. <laughs> it's like the cat parade in here tonight. It's very true. Um, but we re I repotted my plants. Tomorrow I'm going to repot Lero's aloe plant. Yes, thank you. And I'm going to pot one of the philodendrons that I already had sprouting at work. And I've brought it home, which I'm off this week. So I am doing all the things that I've been meaning to do for a long time. I think it's a good idea. We have a lot of stuff to get done. And we want to move some stuff around and some big stuff around some of the rooms. So. Yes. See how that goes. I'm gonna put my dresser together. Yeah, it's been sitting in a box for over a year now. To take an axe to your other dresser. <laughs> I know. It sounds like a joke, but that might be actually that might be how the we only way it. we can do it because I don't think it'll go through the doorway. It sure won't. Um, it was put. It was like built and put together in that room. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like back in the '60s. There's, it's like so much larger than the door. There's no way. Yeah. I don't know how. how. Anyway. I don't know how they got it in there if it wasn't. Exactly. But moving forward, <laughs> some of our plans for this week are it's talking to the dead. Yeah. Yeah, we have plans for uh, spirit tea and I guess just meditation. Spirit tea, meditation. I'm going to be doing my dumb supper yeah. or dumb tea on Samhain. Um, I know this week we have plans to go to the family graveyard and plant some mums on our father's grave and our grandmother's grave. Probably go visit some of the other family graves and, you know, leave some flowers for them. Yeah. Maybe some sort of offering. I mm -hmm. haven't really thought about what yet, but knowing our family, maybe just a big old plate of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. <laughs> Everybody in our family is like, oh, the biscuits. Oh, yeah, I love biscuits. Hell yeah. Do you yeah. want to make some biscuits? Let's put some honey and butter on them. It's a fantastic. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we have some plans for doing that. Um, I'm going to be doing a little bit of spirit tea every night this week. Amping up to spooky night. Yeah. And Microdosing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. Don't, don't laugh at that. <laughs> microdose my spirit tea. No, it was a bad I don't want to. I don't want to microdose anything because I already see enough shit after I drink spirit tea. <laughs> this morning when we were talking about it, because uh, we dropped Lear off at work, her husband and I did, and he, and he's like spirit tea, and I was like, yeah, and he's like, don't you have to work tomorrow? And I was like, no. I was like, because. That's the reason why I'm doing it tonight. He's like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, because otherwise I see little shits all day. <laughs> like, I'll see it out of the corner of my eye. I'll see full-fledged people. <laughs> and, like, it's it's not good to go to work like that. But since I'm off this week, I'm going to fuck myself up. But your husband, I don't know if I told you this or not, is becoming a witch. Oh, you mentioned something about it earlier, yes. We uh, we were in the uh, the hardware store getting more uh, potting soil because I ran out. <laughs> because I only had a little bit left and I didn't realize how much we had used before. Well, it's it's not just that. It's that we had it in that corner and the cats have also been like getting into it and oh, digging yeah. some out. Oh, yeah. Because they like, I guess they just like the smell of dirt. I think so. Luckily, they haven't peed or pooped in it. Which I was very surprised by. I mean, it was organic, so I wasn't worried about there being anything weird in it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, no, like, we'd come down some mornings and there'd be a little bit of dirt in the floor. So, like, over the months since we we, we planted all of our, like, tomatoes and stuff, who knows how much dirt we've just had to sweep up. And the planter that I bought for my plant was just so much bigger than it needed to be. 
but you know it, it's happy now and it's new little home um but we were walking by the cinnamon brooms and they smelled so good and Lyra's husband was like oh cinnamon brooms I was like yeah I was like we should get one he's like yeah he's like we'll put it over the kitchen door and I was like oh that's such a good idea <laughs> that's such a good idea I literally never thought of it <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks at me in all seriousness and goes, are these cats safe? <laughs> and I was like, eh. I mean, the cats aren't going to fuck with them. It smells too strong for them to really fuck with. And I was like, plus we'll put them up. He's like, okay. And I was like, should we get two? He's like, yes. They're cute as fuck, too. Yeah, usually we get the one that's all, like, sticky. Yeah, which I don't mind. From it's like, nice. From, like, handle to, like... It's all bristles. just like a bundle of sticks. Yeah. But this one, it's like a bamboo stick with like a little, like with the broom at the bottom. And it's adorable. We'll, we'll post a picture. They're very cute. And it, like, it just looks like a little broom and it it's does. so cute. It's really nice. I like this one a lot better than the ones we have been getting. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you have any other plans for Samhain? Uh, so I don't really have plans, but I do have some <clears throat> suggestions as to what our listeners can do if they're at a loss. I think we did this last year as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we did a bonus episode. Yeah. Um, it was somewhere between some of the early episodes. I think when we looked earlier, I think it was 9 and 10, but maybe not. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I think it was close to the area anyway. It's definitely labeled. So. Yeah, it just says bonus episode Samhain. So yeah. check that out if you want more information on Samhain. Um, but here's just a quick list of things you can do. Uh, you can light a bonfire, especially if you're doing it with friends, because you can even do some of the other activities listed in here, like sharing memories about people who have passed on, uh, sharing food, leaving out offerings, uh, carve or decorate pumpkins, obviously. Um, (laughs) obviously. obviously. (laughs) Visit cemeteries, leave offerings for the dead, harvest the last of your herbs before winter if you're a gardener. Appreciate the autumn season by collecting colored leaves, which I've actually already been doing. So, <laughs> yeah, we went on a a trip a couple like last weekend or the weekend mm-hmm. before, and <laughs> Lyra had like a whole bunch of little flowers and leaves, and it was adorable. Everything was really cute, and I wanted to press them in my journal. Our uncle was like, "Oh, you're like Georgie, <laughs> who was our our witch ancestor we talk about all the time." So <laughs> it's very exciting. Uh, decorate night. I don't remember if we saw this last year if I've just seen it separately but I like the idea it's decorated with apple tea light votives it's where you cut off the top half of the apple and you core it and you can do something like rub cinnamon and clove and stuff on the inside so it smells really nice and you put a little tea candle in it oh my god yeah isn't that really nice I think we should do that for the dumb tea yeah we're doing that yeah I think it's such a good idea um I got distracted I lost my place uh if you're crafty make fall candles to light up your coming winter um, telling stories about those who have passed on, um, and even like ghost stories can be a form of that if that's what you're, if that's up your alley. <laughs> yeah, spooky, scary. Yeah, um, burn incense with some you know seasonal associated scents, uh, pine, myrrh, cinnamon, cloves, um, pumpkin spice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, knitting and crocheting or doing other things that can be considered preparing for the winter. Um, baking pumpkin pie or something else that's kind of seasonal. You can draw sigils into the crust like we did that once. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also uh, a bunch of traditional foods to make around this time, like soul cakes. I think we talked about those last year, Mm -hmm. too. Um, You can make, you know, fancy hot drinks like apple cider. Yeah. Delicious. Delish. Delish. <laughs> uh, you can bathe with a mixture of seasonal spices, like allspice. Um, I found something suggesting mugwort, but be careful if you are pregnant or nursing. Yes, that can cause you to bleed or lose the baby mm-hmm. if you're pregnant. It's also not great if you're if you're currently on your period because it can cause at least slight hemorrhaging in some people. Hemorrhaging is never slight. I've used some some mixed <laughs> words here, but. Uh, in general, if you're in danger of bleeding, don't use mugboard. <laughs> I guess we're all in danger of bleeding. I'm going to move on. 
I mean, if I stab you, you're going to bleed a lot more than normal. <laughs> um, uh, intentioned baths are a great idea right now, especially if you're doing, like, exfoliation and scrubs, because it can be, like, shedding your dead skin cells and moving into the next stage. Yes. That's what we're going to do tomorrow. I know. We we even talked about this before. Before we had uh, accumulated a list. Um if you have an altar or a worship space, decorate it with symbols of death. You can do that in a lot of ways. Um, uh, something I found suggested putting like real bones on your altar and stuff. That's neat. Which is super cool. It's one of my favorite things because I like bones a lot. And I have a, an Etsy store I like a lot that I was going to suggest. And I have it pulled up on what we're recording on and not on my phone. So I'm going to jabber for a minute while I try and pull it up really quickly. Well, another thing with bones, like if you have skulls, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Uh, Like if you have bird skulls or a coyote skull. or bird skulls. I think we know one witch who has a deer skull. I can't remember its name. It has a name? Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know Uh, But whenever... They said it's getting too sassy. They turned around so it's facing the back of the bookshelf. <laughs> I found... I'm sorry, I found okay. it. Um, it's Spirit Bay Trading. It's on Etsy. They have really reasonable prices. And I like... I like the things they have. Like, they do sell some turtle shells. So for turtle owners, that can be... That can be upsetting. Yeah. Um, it looks like they don't have as many things in their shop as they did the last time I looked, but still, they're a good shop to look at. There's a lot of fantastic bone shops on Etsy, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're usually, they're usually spiritual shops, can I say. <laughs> uh, adding, uh, pictures or items of, per- of past loved ones to your worship space is a good idea, uh, for this time of year as well. Um, Be careful with that. Um, if you do put a picture of them on there, if you're easily upset by vivid dreams or by visitations in your dreams. Well, and if you sleep in the space. Yes, yeah. and if you sleep in the space. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you're open to that, definitely put it, you know, if you have an altar in your bedroom or if you want to invite them into that space, definitely put them up. Um, you can also represent the harvest. Um Foods associated with that are like pumpkins, apples, uh, what, corn, wheat, dark breads. Yeah, basically anything you see coming out of a cornucopia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some seasonal colors for, you know, the decorations would be uh, black, red, orange, brown, deep purple, or uh, I almost said orange twice, yellows too. Orange. I'd say, I said orange. What about orange? I'm going to hit you. (laughs) Basically all the best collars of the collar wheel. And some suggested stones are uh, black obsidian, smoky quartz, amber, or fossils. Fossilized stones are great. Petrified wood, I think, would be a good one for this time of year. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know what it is about petrified wood. It freaks me out. Every time I touch it, I get chills. Do not like. <laughs> but, I mean, there's there's lots of other stuff you can do. Like last year, we talked about making corn husk dolls and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, stews are my favorite seasonal food. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I made a pot roast today, which kind of was more like a stew. It was a lot, I put, a lot like a stew. I made yeah. it. I made it in my instant pot. It, uh, oh, sweet potatoes are a good seasonal. Yeah. Food. Do you know Fuck, what I, I want to make? Some sweet potatoes. Is that autumn uh, squash soup? Yes. Yeah. I was gonna get the stuff for it today, but then I couldn't remember the ingredients. We looked it up a while ago. We'll maybe we'll do that this week. Yeah. While you're off. Yeah, that's my plan. But that's all I've got for for that. That's my little listicle. Can we call it a listicle? A listicle, like a testicle. Is that? Oh, I thought that's what BuzzFeed calls the list they, of things. Oh, they I don't used. know. Fuck. I just meant it's just kind of dangling off our, our podcast like a little testicle. Ooh, I dropped a <laughs> tissue box. We went some wild places with that, but. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, stay tuned. I know we say that, like, there's going to be, like, an intermediate thing. But... Yeah, we're going to have to, like, start figuring out other ways to transition into the next segment of our podcast. Like, maybe we'll just start screaming. Please don't actually <laughs> scream. I know sometimes when I suggest that, you do. And it scares the hell out of me, and I just decided I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> Foiled. 
Um, oh, and I was going to say, when we're saying dumb tea, it's D-U-M-B. Yeah. Dumb, it means it's a silent tea. Um, basically, if you're going to be doing it yourself, you'd set your place setting and somebody else's place setting. Sorry, I just realized it doesn't matter. Dumb is spelled that way regardless. Yeah. Okay. It just means a silent tea. Yes, no, I know, but never mind. Well... The way we say it with our accent, sometimes uh, some of our listeners misinterpret it as dump tea. Oh, okay. Or, like, a, a few other things. I've had a couple people with different, they're like, what kind of tea are you doing? <laughs> um, so, what it is, is it's just a silent tea. You set a place setting for everybody who's going to be there, and then an extra one. And that's for the spirits who might stop by. Um, you can set them out a little cup of tea. Um, if you're having cakes or cookies or even food you know put a little bit of each food on their plate um i also like to set out some liquor uh rum works really well Mm -hmm. whiskey and vodka there's a lot of cultures that suggest rum for spirit Mm -hmm. work too i really like rum for spirit work we used it last year and it worked very very well yeah um but it's very nice and a lot of times things that have strong scents or tastes like liquor will really draw spirits out because they you know, they, I don't know that they can taste it, but, like, it just, it, it gives them what they want. And, you know, it gives them a little bit of energy so they can go and visit other people and yeah. and carry on. It's very nice. Are we going to do that on the 31st? We can do it on the 31st. We can do it on the 1st. Doesn't matter. Okay. Because I think it will, because if we do it on the 31st, we'll also, we could also be doing it on the 1st, you know. Yeah. Just, well, we usually do it, like, yeah. around 11, and they usually don't stop till like, after midnight. Yeah. So, I mean, that was just, I was just asking. Because mm-hmm. I'll be off uh, work at 9. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll have plenty of time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that you want to do, you may want to do during that time period is if you use talking boards or spirit boards, you can use those with caution. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd use pendulums. Last year, we, did, we had our tarot cards out. We did, we did tarot cards. Um, if you use a pendulum, it's a good time to use your pendulum, especially if you feel a presence come. Because if you're doing the, a dumb tea, a lot of times you'll feel it more intensely, especially if you use like a spirit blend. Uh, what we usually use is a mix of whatever tea we want to drink. Usually it's just a regular black tea. Um, before we steep it, what I will do, instead of using our teapot, I'll take water and I will put in some big chunks of cinnamon um, some anise, um, I don't remember, is it the small seed anise that works a little bit better for this? Because you can use both, you can use the star yeah. anise, or you can use this, but we use the, uh, the it smaller. Is the, it is the smaller one. We use the smaller anise. We kept thinking it was going to be the star anise, because that's what we were thinking of, and then we were incorrect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this, the, the smaller anise, and what we did is you put it in the water once it starts boiling and you let it boil basically until the anise is almost dissolved. They'll turn kind of gel-ish, yeah. kind of like when you put chia seeds in, it kind of forms a gel. Um, and then you can either leave all the debris in your tea or you can filter it out. We filtered it. Strain, yeah. yeah, we strained it last year. And then you put it in your tea bags and let it steep for about five minutes. Um, the black tea really helps with the anise taste. It does. Because anise, it's it's not over-overpowering, but it's a little overpowering. It's And it's just not super pleasant for a lot of people. It's very similar to licorice. We've said this before. Mm-hmm. but And I'm not a fan of licorice, but for for a spirit contact, I will I will allow some I licorice. I don't mind licorice so much, it, but the hot water licorice is the... But it wasn't too bad with it, some sugar. With the tea and the sugar. Uh, sugar yeah, with... With the sugar, it wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, no, that's a it's a pretty basic recipe. If you find other things you like, you can add those in. Um, if you find something that works for you and you really like it, let us know. We'll be more than happy to, to try it out. Oh, Moonstone. Moonstone helps open your more psychic abilities. And mm-hmm. I know that that tends to be for, like, for seeing and divination and things like that. But it can help in spiritual situations, too. It really can. Or spirit work. Um, clear Quartz. If you have any of that, like if you don't have anything that's specifically suggested for spirit work, clear quartz is a magnifier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't really have anything else, but you do have a piece of clear quartz, you can use that to help you. Um, I believe it's howlite can help with spirit spirit work or at least psychic work. I think you're right. Um, 
We have bad memories. Yeah, I know. <laughs> should have written this down. We should write a lot of things yeah, down. Yeah, we should write a lot of this down. That's what grimoires are for. Yeah, that's what it's for. <laughs> I wish mine wasn't in between, like, 12 books. I know. Um, but, yeah, no, that's some things, you know, make your tea. If you're going to have treats, set a, set a place setting for them. And then give yourself about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't be silent for a whole hour, that's fine. Um, you know, drink your tea. When you sit down and you're getting ready to serve your tea, that's when you go silent. You serve your tea, serve the spirit's tea. You might want to serve them first. I apologize. Yeah. I think that's just being a, a good hostess. Well, and I think it also depends on your culture. True. True. So serve your spirit's tea first, then serve your guests and then yourself. And everybody's silent. Sit down, you know, sample some of the cookies from that. And then take, like I said, if you can't stand a whole hour, you know, serving everything should take about five, ten minutes. Um, You know, start drinking your tea after you're about halfway through with your tea. If you want to start doing, like, your tarot work, your pendulum work, or spirit board work, you can do that. You know, start, start working that. And then once you finish your tea... If the whole hour hasn't passed, that's fine. You can sit there and you can meditate or you can commune with any spirits that you feel have come. Um, if none have come or if none, you haven't, you know, you haven't really experienced anything, that's fine. They just may not have come by yet. Yeah, sometimes that'll happen. Um, but to end it, you want to, th- that's when you break your silence. You want to thank the spirits for coming. Let them know, you know, if you plan on doing it again next year, that they're welcome to come again. And if they're friendly and you're comfortable with it, tell them they're welcome to come visit you anytime. Yeah. Uh, You can leave your candle on if it's in a safe place. If it's not, blow it out, of course, or snuff it out with your snuffer. And then leave your spirit plate with the, the little bits of food on it, the tea, and if you've used liquor, leave it out all night. That way, any passing spirits, if they need a little burst of energy or if they need, they can use it, can use it on their way to, to visit other, other dumb teas or other, other people who are, who are setting out to, to commune with them. And we've talked about this before too, but if you do encounter a spirit that seems hostile or there's just something about them that sets you on edge, be clear about your, uh, what is that called? Intention? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, the word left my head. All I can think of is borders. Oh, your wards and your protections around your home? No. Um, what Boundaries, fuck. Boundaries, okay. I'm sorry, the word just skipped right out of my head as I was saying the sentence. Um, but be clear about your boundaries. Let them know that they are not welcome. Um, be polite about it, as polite about it as you can. But it's important to keep, keep your... Uh, your needs clear and if your need is to not have that spirit around you you should voice that we can also do that at the beginning of your supper and and if somebody does come that you are not comfortable with you can't ask them to leave yeah that's all i meant um being at the beginning of your your supper you can say this is for all friendly spirits who come if you mean harm you're not welcome here something like that you can even cast a circle if you feel more comfortable doing this inside of a circle just make it clear that you're only only allowing positive energies and friendly energies to enter your circle. Right, but I think that's everything we have for this, which was technically just supposed to be part, like a little blurb in our intro. But yeah, it ended up being quite a bit. I think that's its own segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to cut one of our segments. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, we will end this part and we'll come back with my segment and we have a new goddess to add to the grotto. Welcome back and welcome to this edition of Selena's Goddess Grotto. Today, even though I said I'd be covering Bridget, we'll be covering the Morrigan because with spooky season upon us, I feel fitting. yeah that the Morrigan's a little bit more fitting and I couldn't get her out of my mind earlier. Uh, She is the Celtic goddess of war, fate, and death. Some things say she is also the goddess of fertility, which, again, I love that duality. Goddess of life, goddess of death. Uh, She ruled over rivers, lakes, and most fresh waters. 
Uh, she was the patroness of revenge, night, magic, prophecy, priestesshood, and witches. She was a shapeshifter. Some of her more common forms were that of uh, ravens, crows. Uh, some of the things she was heavily aligned with were horses and snakes. She is the coolest. I know, I know. She's usually depicted as a young woman with black hair, black clothing, sometimes very revealing or completely shrouded. So I guess it just depends on how she feels. Yeah, I mean, isn't that how everybody's wardrobe works? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You either wear, like, a nice dress or, like, a nice suit or something, you know, like, muscle shirt or fucking hoodie it up. Yeah. Like, that is... <laughs> Are we talking about me specifically? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Although, that's hilarious. Because that's so true. Like, I'm either wearing cutesy dresses and stuff or, like, things that I've cut the arms off of. <laughs> I wasn't calling you out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, she's often depicted as a triple goddess um, with her sisters, who are Bybe, Bybe, or no, sorry, it was Bybe, 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 who is who is the vulture or venomous. Fuck yeah. Uh, her other sister, Nimana, who is frenzy or fury. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're the maiden mother crone aspects. Mm. Um, I've read a few things that just, you know, basically call them a triune or a triple goddess, but it doesn't really specify a lot. And I haven't looked into the other two sisters closely, so I might look into them later to see if it is a yeah a thing. But I mean, if they're sisters, I doubt yeah, I doubt it. But I have a real question. When we were picking nicknames for this podcast, why the fuck didn't I think to call myself the Vulture? <laughs> like, I know we picked name names, but come on, I could have been the Vulture. You could have been the Vulture. Oh, man, I really missed an opportunity. Could have been Bob the Vulture. Yeah, I would rather be called the, the Vulture. That's great. <laughs> Sounds like I could be a monster truck. <laughs> Um, they were members of the Tua di Danan, or the people of the goddess Danu. Oh, okay. We learned about her before. We did, <laughs> and uh, Banshee of the Pink Asylum was nice enough to send me the pronunciation of that. Hopefully I didn't butcher it. Spelled it's, it out fanatically. It sounded good to me, another American. <laughs> so, you know, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> she... Um, she's often likened to a Valkyrie because some of her duties are a lot like that because she basically, she would choose who lived and who died on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. Uh, while the Valkyries kind of whisked people away to like Valhalla. Yeah. There's really no mention of that. She was just kind of like, you're dying. They, um, they also talked about when, uh, troops <laughs> would retreat in the evening after, what's wrong? No, I'm so sorry. I'm just sort of imagining her like with a Starbucks going like, you sip. <laughs> You. <laughs> Fuck you entirely. Yeah, just, just bored like she's got sunglasses on like she doesn't really want to be there. <laughs> she's like, listen, I got stuck with death as one of my duties, so I am really pissed. You guys better hope that this coffee is good. This battle's been going on for fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I can't get that out. Like, just like black fingernail polish just... Yeah. <laughs> Slowly sipping her coffee, like. <sighs> Seriously. This is the job I was stuck with today. Could have been at a birth, but you boys had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> One birth versus ten, or I, don't, I was going to say 10,000. I doubt it was 10,000. I mean, not, not back then. Yeah. yeah. One birth versus like 600 guys dying. <laughs> One of the soldiers. There's only 600 of us fighting. She's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, it's okay. <laughs> shh, just die silently. <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry. I derailed us. Um, but in the evening after battles, they would retreat so that Morgan could come and collect her dead. They often called it, like, um, her harvest of acorns. 
Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. I liked that. Um, there was a legendary hero that she absolutely was in love with. His name was Kukalan. He was the son of Lug. If you remember, we covered uh, Lug, or yeah. not Lug, Lug. Yeah. We covered him uh, during the Lamas episode. Um, she wanted him to basically become her lover. She appeared to him and tried to seduce him and offered herself to him. And he turned her down. Aww. Um, the reason why she wanted him is that he was in the midst of a war. And he invoked his right to single combat. And he slayed warrior after warrior after warrior. And, you know, she was like... I like this one. <laughs> well, he was sending her all these gifts. I know. She's like, he sends me the prettiest gifts. <laughs> um, he, he impressed her, so she offered herself to him. But when he rejected her, this pissed her the fuck oh, off. Yeah. Because, A, you don't mess with the death goddess. Plus, as a warrior, if you had a death goddess as your lover, come on. Wouldn't that on. mean that you're immortal and, like, nobody could fuck with At you? At least functionally, you know? Yeah, right? Um, so she shapeshifted into an eel and tripped him when he was trying to cross a, cross a fjord, uh, which I don't know that if he knew it was her or not, but he struggled with her and he basically hit her and kicked her and broke one of her ribs, Aww. which pissed her off more. So then she transformed into a wolf and scared a whole bunch of cattle and drove them towards him. I feel like she's going about this in such a weirdly indirect way. <laughs> I think she was like, I don't want him to know specifically it was me, so I still got my chances. <laughs> like, yeah, like, this is the death goddess version of sending a, like, where do you want to meet up text, meaning like, oh, wrong person. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> her passive aggressive one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he responded by using his slingshot and blinded her in one eye. Oh. Yeah, so it's getting serious. Absolutely. Then, she transformed into a heifer and joined the herd of cattle and directed them towards us. <laughs> so they charged, and again, he responded by shooting her with his slingshot, only this time he broke her leg. With a slingshot? Well, he's a demigod. Oh, okay, Or, fair, or full fair. god. I don't know. He's the son of, of Luke. So, I mean, Luke was a, a god. Yeah. So. so, at least a demigod. Yeah. Uh, after winning the battle... He, you know, was very smug and was traveling across the land. He came across a haggard old woman who had a blind eye, some broken ribs, and a broken leg. Again, he didn't recognize this was the Morrigan. Um, she tricked him uh, into giving or to, to helping her heal because she was milking a cow and she gave him three sips of milk. So every time he drank some, he's like, this is the best milk ever. Oh my God, I bless you. Heals her leg. Gives him another sip. This is the best and sweetest milk I've ever had. You're, <laughs> you're a fantastic, wonderful old lady. Heals her eye. And then, you know, heals her rib. So afterwards, she's just like, ha ha ha, I've tricked you into healing me. But at this point, though, did he even know that, like, she was the one he had been injuring? I mean... I don't think so, because I... For, depending on what source you read, it doesn't even really state whether or not he knew it was Morgan who appeared to him. I think he was just like, <laughs> you're a camp follower. You might be beautiful, but I need to go win this battle. You know? Because <laughs> she was just like, I am the Morgan. You should know. Um, later on, she left him alone for a while. Like, I'm pretty sure she watched him from afar. Mm -hmm. Um, but in his last battle, she appeared as a woman washing bloody armor. <laughs> and he was like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> and I don't remember all the details of the battle, but basically he got gravely injured. But he didn't want to die lying down on the battlefield, so he strapped himself to a boulder so he could die standing up. And when he finally was ready to die, Morgan appeared to him as a crow and landed on his shoulder, and he took his final breath. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Mm -hmm. And they took it as he finally joined her in death. <laughs> and that was fancy. Letting us know she's not at all impressed by these stories. She's also probably going to be panting for a minute. She, 
<laughs> she struggled real hard to get her bed just right. Her bed is my jeans, which she just pulled down and made a bed on. Yeah, you know. She's, She's like, crafty. You know, comfy. She's comfy. She's a crafty pup. Uh, but no, I really, really like that. She's spooky as hell. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she's kind of terrifying. I knew a very small amount about her, and I like her a lot more now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, she is the patroness of revenge. God, yes. Um, everything I read into, that that can't be the only story about revenge. I'm sure we've lost so much oh, yeah. more. Um, <laughs> to me, that's just hilarious that she's like, all right, you didn't like me as a woman, so I'm going to come at you as an eel. Yeah. Which that's such a that's such a strange choice, and I really love it. And I wonder if it's just like a because we, we don't have eels like around here, mm. you know what I mean. So I wonder if it's just a regional regional thing that that seems. Strange. Well, I know like if you disturb eels, they'll attack you. Yeah. So I'm thinking that it was just you know one of those things that like oh I ran into a, some eels. Yeah. Well, I just mean like if I wonder if it it would seem strange in like the UK. Yeah, it probably wouldn't. Because there are eels there. <laughs> um, other sources I found, it wasn't so much her anger that she was trying to, like, trip him and, like, be mean. She was trying to keep him from a fight. Oh, And nice. some of them. So, I mean, it's... Some of them, I'm sure it paints her as versions. very sweet. And then yeah. some of it paints her as very vicious. I kind of like the vicious better. I do 100% like the vicious better. Yeah. I, I just love the fa- the fact that instead of going straight with, I'm going to become the cow that charges him. Yeah. She was going to just send a whole bunch of... Yeah. And then, and then directed them. Mm-hmm. There's another one, uh, another thing that I saw that she appeared to him as a bull to block his path. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I wish we had a little bit more. Um, it's kind of sad. Some of the Celtic pantheon, there's not a lot. Yeah. And that is upsetting. It's like the North, the Norse pantheon. There's so much. Like, I mean, there's not, there's not, there's still some that's, like, missing. Oh, yeah. But, and I mean, there's a lot of, of, like, Celtic goddesses and gods that we don't, what we know of them is also painted through a Roman lens. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Like, when we talked about the, the druids and mistletoe. Yeah. Where they're like, they're just mad for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. It it is kind of depressing that like the Greek and Roman gods we have so many stories about them oh, yeah. just because they were you know the Roman Empire was everywhere. So it is a little upsetting, and then we lost a lot when um, Christianity took over some of these regions because oh, they turned gods and goddesses either into demons or into saints. Yeah. And... So it's upsetting. We lost a lot of history and a lot of interesting deities that way. It is. It's sad. But, I guess... Is that everything? Yeah, at this time, that's all I have on the Morgan. Cool. Alright. Uh, next up, I think we have a spooky ghost story from Nettle. It's spooky scary with Nettle. Nettle here. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about a ghost that I learned about as a child. Who I was, I was constantly, not constantly. I've been thinking about her a lot this month because I've been wondering where I, I never hear about her. Like I found out, I learned about her when I was about ten, and I've never heard anything else about her. And it's really funny because I've not heard anything else about her because the house she haunted was destroyed, and she hasn't been seen since it was destroyed. Uh, but anyway, uh, in the so I've got like a million little things open and I know it's listed in one of them. Because I know it was in the 19th century. I think it was early 19th century. Yeah, it was torn down in the early 19th century. Uh, Perlin Jean of Allen Bank is a ghost that I first learned about from my little bo- book of Scottish folklore that a relative got for me. Uh, and I really, I don't know, I really like her. I kind of feel for her. Uh... Essentially, there was she was she was a French nun, or she's been listed as a sister of charity since it presumably she wasn't in a closed cov- covenant. Convert? Oh fuck! Give me a sec. I had this open a second ago. It said what it was. Uh, no convent, convent. I'm saying all the wrong words. Um, and she was seduced by the first baronet of Allen Bank, Robert Stewart. Uh, in in the 17th century. 
all the accounts I found from here get a little weird because all the details are slightly different and not like unreliably different but sort of like the details are a little muddled and there's not really a good account sadly uh, because she's listed I was about to say sadly because she's listed as pretty. Uh, no, sadly, I also couldn't find any details of, um, not details, pictures of her. There was a portrait painted of her at one point, which I'll get into a little bit later. But at this point, nobody knows where it is. Or if anyone does know where it is, they're not telling anybody. But she was, she was seduced away by this man. Uh, he had to leave France to go back to Scotland and to get, to, you know, go on and get married and continue on with his life and so he just sort of abandoned her so she has she has nothing at this point because she's already left uh, the convent to be with him and at this point this is where it gets a little confusing because either uh, either this takes place in France which is fine uh, sorry the next part of this thing or it takes place in Scotland Essentially what happened was Jean sought him out because he had, you know, um, he'd abandoned her. And while he was driving in his carriage, which if it's still in France, it's just him. If it's in Scotland, it may be him and his fiance um, are in a carriage and she hops up on the carriage to confront him. And he shoves her off and tells the driver to keep driving. What happens is she falls beneath the wheel and she gets crushed to death, which is fucking awful. One account I saw mentioned that it's super, it, presumably she should have fallen to the side and not been in danger of hitting the wheel. Sorry, there, there is very suddenly water sounds around me and I got really freaked out. Um, uh, one account said something along the lines that she should have been shoved out of the way and it should have been fine, but she fell the wrong way, which, I don't know, getting shoved off a carriage seems a little murderous. Um, but she she was killed. And there's a couple different accounts of what her last words were to the man she's talking to. Um, let me see real quick. Sorry, one was I'll, I'll, I'll be in Scotland before you or... Um, I'll, I'll always be between you and your wife. Um, none of, none of these are substantiated. Uh, and there's one claim that he may have even taken her with him to Scotland before deciding he wasn't going to marry her and then just also abandoned her. Um, So from here it gets a little weird, but essentially Robert, I hope I'm calling the right name because I've suddenly, yeah, Robert um, gets back to his home, Allen Bank, and sees Pearl and Jean, uh, which she's called that because of the pearling lace that she wore a lot of, which I tried to find a picture of and I didn't put the results in well enough so I couldn't get a good picture but one one thing I found said it's not it's not really used much anymore which I I don't know if it's true or not I didn't look into that a lot I looked into it to see if I could find a picture because as a child I just assumed Perlin referred to pearls because again I was 10 when I first heard of this ghost um how seems to difference in different versions uh of the story one oh my gosh the one where the last words she said to him were, I'll, I'll, I'll be in Scotland before you. She's, like, waiting at the arch of his home in pearl and lace and just completely, her head's completely bloodied. Um, so from here, it's mostly, like, she appears. Uh, people can hear her walking or people can, what is it, uh, Sometimes she'll open and close doors. So I'm trying to think. I know she threw, she was sometimes, a very poltergeist activity. She would throw things. Um, from all the accounts, she tormented Robert and his wives, because he had like four over the course of his life, uh, the most. Uh, the one the one thing that got her to calm down was they he, he got a portrait painted of her and put it uh, up 
between him and his wife, and then they had all their kids around them in portraits. And that, that calmed her down considerably. The activity, like, completely stopped, and from all the accounts I had ever seen was once they took the picture down, things just went crazy again. And it's really funny, because as a kid, it was sort of suggested that, like, taking the picture down was unrelated to Robert, but then one of the accounts said that Robert waited for years and nothing happened, so he took the picture down, and then everything started back up, and only putting the picture down, picture back would stop it. But then at some point, the picture was gifted away, which makes no sense if you're trying to stop a ghost. Uh, but everyone else who's seen her, like, a couple people have been, um, been disturbed or been, like, made uncomfortable, but not, like, not like Robert was sort of tormented by her. Uh, some of the inhabitants uh, haven't felt themselves threatened. Uh, some uh, later owners had even stated things like they got used to seeing her, like later owners and later staff, they got used to seeing her. So like her going around doing stuff just didn't bother them anymore. Uh, at one point they did have like seven, let me see if I can find the exact word, because it was interesting. There's also apparently a Pearl and Jean song, which I've seen excerpts of, but I couldn't find, like, any any recording of anyone singing it. Uh, so I guess I will... I probably will not, because I, I looked at the wording earlier and I didn't think I could pronounce some of the words. But it was... It was there. Oh, she's reportedly unmenacing to later staff after after Robert's death. Okay, so sorry, because I had to cut off my recording very abruptly. Uh, my air conditioner was making some slightly weird sounds, which I had, until that moment, thought was just my cat in his litter box. Just for him to crawl out and then sit in the hallway and stare concerned between uh, me and his room that has his litter box. So I had to go investigate and make sure everything was fine. It's fine. It was, my air conditioner's making slightly weird sounds and it's mostly just, it hasn't been running a lot lately. And I have it running just cause my house heated up real weird today. So <laughs> nothing, nothing happened, but uh, I thought I'd give you a, a clear, a clear understanding of why I cut off the recording midway through. <laughs> uh, but uh, at one point, seven local ministers from the Church of the Reformed Faith were asked to come to the house to exercise the ghost, and it didn't work. Um, what, what I was looking at, right, as I got really freaked out was uh, as time progressed, one account ha states that uh, Pearl and Jean's form becomes less of a... Uh, well, not less of a woman, but, like, uh, it beca she becomes a skeleton in Pearl and Lace over time. Uh, there's, a, like, the unsettling things that people found is mostly guests uh, visiting for a short time or just people who weren't expecting <laughs> things. Uh, there's one, one man who went out to meet with his lover in the gardens and he thought it he thought it was his his girl who i believe on the the one i listened to because it was let me pull it up uh, i listened to from scottish ghost stories by elliot o'donnell uh nerdy rodent <laughs> recorded uh that re that reading that writing uh and i listened to that and it, it's it's pretty good um i've never listened to nerdy rodent before and actually hilariously he just published this on october 11th so that worked out great for me uh, I really appreciate that there wasn't a lot of, like, spooky fucking music in the background, because I like to I like to hear things about ghosts, but, like, I also like to be able to sleep. Uh, fuck. <laughs> oh, he, they're, they're the one that talk about it, where um, he goes to meet his lover in the garden, and he shows up a little bit early, and he thinks he sees her, so he goes out and goes to sweep her into his arms, and she just disappears, and he just freaks the fuck out and goes back inside. So then his, his lover shows up, and she hangs out for a little bit. I think, I believe it was Ginny. So she's hanging out, wondering what the fuck's going on because uh, uh, nobody's there. So she waits a while. He doesn't show up. So she leaves a little concerned, but you know, it's the middle of the fucking night. Uh, there's not a whole lot you can do without it being a little, little uh, trouble inducing. So they meet up the next day and he explains what happened and he's a little ashamed of, you know, just running the fuck off. And she, according to the source, uh, 
had a good laugh at him, but it didn't it didn't affect the relationship or stop her from you know setting up a date for their wedding. So that that's it's funny and sweet. Uh, there was another one where a couple it was two women came and stayed at the house and they were freaked out all night just because they kept hearing rustling lace going around their room like not I might I, I I'm presenting that badly because it was like outside of the room but like outside of the door. Uh, which is, un- is understandably concerning when you're not expecting it. And apparently sometime guests aren't, weren't, because the house is no longer there, uh, warned. Uh, you know, it's haunted. Um, which seems like... It seems like a thing that shouldn't happen, but probably does. Um, nerdy Rodent, which I'm not sure if it's Nerdy Rodent themselves or if it's specifically uh, Elliot O'Donnell's account. Uh, questions whether or not Pearl and Jean is really the not not that the ghost exists, but that the ghost is actually of this French woman that was scorned and abandoned. Uh, they don't have any um, suggestions of who the ghost would be other than her, just that they don't feel like it was properly substantiated enough to one hundred percent believe that we actually know the identity of the ghost. Uh, which I feel is fair, but also, like, with the information we have, I'm, I'm not sure who else it would be. It, it sounds like it's her. Um, but Pearl and Jean, she was, a, she was a lady I was very, very interested in as a child. And I'm actually pretty surprised because there's not, like, a ton. Not that I'm surprised that, that I was interested in a ghost as a child. That was, um, that was just me. But... I was surprised that there's not a lot of information on her. I am, it is nice to know why I never, like, never hear about her. Because I always wondered, periodically, because I, I was about to say, I watch a lot of ghost hunting shows. It's not quite true. (laughs) Every once in a while, I'll watch, like, a couple ghost hunting shows. And, like, I get that a lot of those typically are based on, like, where you're, where you are. Just because of, you know, fees and travel and whatnot. Um... But, like, I never heard anyone investigating Pearl and Jean. Pearl and, Pearl and Jean. And, I mean, she seems she seems interesting. She seems uh, well-substantiated as a ghost. But, I mean, she's... Since the, since the house was destroyed, uh, nobody's heard from her. So it's where the house is gone. It seems like she's no longer haunting the property. Um, which is good. Uh, it's, it's good to move on. Um, oh, no. There was a hilarious little little blurb that I didn't find substantiated really but let me see if there's better information maybe I didn't see it oh my little book of Scottish folklore suggests that uh, with the exception oh She became such a regular visitor that the household, with the exception of Sir Robert and his wife, became quite used to her. It may even be said they considered her part of a family, uh, which no no account really substantiates that. Um, it is it is a nice little blurb to read. Let me. I don't think I know who wrote this. I don't think it's listed. Oh, retold by Jules and Ken Taylor is my little book of Scottish folklore, which I do want to specify because I think I've talked about it a couple times without ever stating who uh, who who worked it. Uh, it's not on the cover. It, it is on the cover page, which is good. I didn't realize it was on the cover page. Um, but it does seem like the majority of the, the people who actively were there regularly and, you know, knew there was a ghost were not nearly as bothered as the people. Hey, sh- you're okay. As the people who um, were most affected, like the, the person who murdered her. Oh, that was a point that I was really concerned about. There is no, like, there is no detail about anything happening with the murder. Like, she is straight up murdered. And there's no account of there being any repercussions other than, you know, being haunted by a ghost. Which, like, I don't know, that's really weird. Uh, let me look real quick and see, because there was one account that tried to pinpoint who exactly she was. I don't think they had a lot of details, but let me check real quick and make sure I'm not wrong. Oh, no, no, no. They, it, let me go back up. Oh, that doesn't help. Uh, Pearl and Jean, who, sh- it just says sites.google.com. But she comes up under local history, so it must... uh, Actually, I have no idea. 
reportedly, she was a French woman, uh, Jeanne de la Salle, which I don't think I've said that right at all, so I apologize. Uh, but then there's no more details past that. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's no no murder investigation as far as I can tell. Which, I mean, I guess depending on the accounts would depend on who would know about it. But uh, yeah, that's, that's real fucked. Um, but yeah, oh, here we are. I'm going to attempt to say this, and I'm going to say it real bad, but here's the, the Perlin, here's the portion of the Perlin Jean song, uh, which was a song in the 1800s. Oh, Perlin Jean, oh, Perlin Jean, she haunts the house, she haunts the green, and glowers on us, uh, are we, her, will cat even, uh, for all the silver and English bank, not yet for all the gold, would I pass through the hall of Allen Bank when the midnight bell has tolled. Uh, which is weird, because, I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't seem that bad of a ghost. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't, um, well, no, I just don't want to spend time, uh, doing ghosty things unless I've, I've agreed to it beforehand and have, you know, submitted myself to that. So I guess never mind, because if, if her, if her house was still standing and she was still haunting it, uh, well, no, because I, I can't imagine I'm ever going to be in Scotland, uh, at least at this point in time of my life. So never mind. I was going to say, I definitely want to go at least check out the house, but I'm not sure I would. 